Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Bismillah walhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yassir li amri wa hlul aqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Allahumma ya mu'allima Ibrahim a'allimna wa ya mufahima Sulaymana fahimna. Allahumma faqihna dinaka wa aghfir lana wa alhamna wa tub alayna innaka anta tawabur rahim. Amma ba'd, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh on this Wednesday night uh, in the blessed month of Ramadan. Who remembers last Wednesday? Any of you? Yeah? No, no it wasn't. Allah yahdik. Anyone remember the du'a that we discussed? Anyone memorize the du'a? Anyone try to memorize the du'a? Huh? You weren't here? That's why I'm mentioning it, just for the brothers that weren't here last week. We spoke about a dua. A dua uh, that the Prophet made and said to make for the one that you know is inflicted with sorrow, sadness, stress, and so on. And the dua is long, I don't want to go back into it. But we focused on the end of it where the Prophet asked for the Quran to be the spring of his heart and the light in the light I say I know what you mean I know what you mean now spring of the heart but the spring and taj'al al-Qur'an al-'azim rabi'a qalbi wa nur sadri and taj'al al-Qur'an al-'azim rabi'a qalbi wa nur sadri so that Allah azza wa jal makes the Qur'an the spring of the heart and yani it's light we want to continue bi idhnillah azza wa jal not to dwell too long and too much over that hadith or that dua and we want to continue with another description because those two descriptions that we took last week are descriptions of the Quran that the Quran, that the Quran is the spring of the heart and it's also a light a light of the chest and whatnot today um, we're going to take another description and this description is found in the Quran Allah Azza wa Jal says in the Quran regarding the description of the Quran قُلْ هُوَ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا هُدًا Say, it is for those who believe a guidance and a cure. So the Qur'an is also described and known to be a guidance and a cure. Today, we're going to dwell over these two descriptions of the Qur'an. That the Qur'an for the believer, for the believer, is a guidance and a cure. Because the continuation of that verse is وَالَّذِينَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ فِي آذَانِهِمْ وَقْرٌ وَهُوَ عَلَيْهِمْ عَمًا And those who do not believe, so for the believers, the Qur'an is a guidance and a cure. And for those that do not believe, in their ears is deafness. And upon them is blindness. Yani they can't hear the Qur'an and its, be- and its, uh, and its uh, miracles and its blessings, and no- nor can they see the blessings or the miracles of the Qur'an. From the most related descriptions of the Qur'an found in the Qur'an is that the Qur'an is a guidance for the believers. A guidance for individuals and a guidance for society and nations. It's a guidance for worldly affairs and for religious affairs. Yani the verse of Ramadan that Allah Azza wa Jal revealed to us 
شهر رمضان in Surah Al-Baqarah. Allah says, شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن. The month of Ramadan, the month in where the Quran was revealed. The next verse, uh, the next word after it is a ding word. Yeah? It's, a, it's a word that you must pay up and listen to. Hudan linnas. It's a guidance for mankind. And Allah Azza wa Jal says in another verse, you, many verses in the Quran. الكتاب, Who knows what this verse, where this verse is in the Quran? Hudan linnas. لا ريب فيه yeah. when Surah Al-Baqarah the beginning yeah. so from when you open the Quran from Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Malik Yawm al-Din Iyaka na'budu wa Iyaka nasta'in Ihdina al-Sirat al-Mustaqim seeking guidance from Allah Azza wa Jal then Allah Azza wa Jal in the first in the beginning uh, verses or the beginning words of Surah Al-Baqarah. So after asking Allah Azza wa Jal for guidance, No doubt in it whatsoever. Guidance for the believers. Yani last week we spoke roughly, yani there's, there's similarities in meaning, the light and guidance, because guidance is light and light is guidance, Allahu Alam. Uh, and we spoke yani, roughly about it. It gives certainty. The Quran gives you certainty, gives you guidance. But what kind of guidance? I need your help. Now think, just ponder. Let's think about the Quran. What do we read when we open the Quran? We're reading. What are we reading about that can give us guidance and clarity? I'll start off. Teaches us aqidah. Tawheed. Wa ma arsalna min qablika. مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَعْبُدُونَ That no single prophet or messenger that came before you, except that it was revealed to him, that there is no deity worthy of worship except me, so worship me. This was why the Qur'an and the messengers and the prophets in this world and everything what's in it was created, to worship Allah Azza wa Jal. So that's one. Can someone give me another one? شو ما بتقروا القرآن يعني؟ ها؟ yes that's a good one lessons and this is very important lessons from the lives of the prophets يعني can someone give me examples of prophets that I found in the Quran؟ موسى عيسى يوسف إسماعيل ها؟ إبراهيم I want to focus on on Musa عليه السلام why why were these stories related to us to begin with؟ was it so we can sit down and say, oh, nice bedtime story, let's listen to it? No. And Ibn Abbas, rahimahullah, he said, Kada al-Qur'an an yakuna Musa. That it's as though the Qur'an from beginning to end was just about Musa and Bani Israel. Why is that? Why is that? And why so? Does anyone know? Sorry? Yeah, but what's that got to do with us? Sorry? Follow. That we, our nation, will fall into the same mistakes as they do. So if you've got a guidance, and a guidance is like, you have it in anything and everything. You buy, for example, a laptop or, or, a, or a, you know, something for your wife in the kitchen, 
a toaster, whatever it is. You bring it, open it, you have a TV, you open it, it's got a guidebook. It tells you everything about it. And such is life. Allah Azza wa Jal, the creator, the maintainer, the sustainer, He created you. And He knows the faults and the mistakes and the weaknesses and, and, and. And He gave you a guidebook. And that's the Qur'an. So in the stories of the prophets and the messengers is a guidance. It's not just a story for us to relate and to feel good about and listen. And this is what happened in the past. Yes, that's part of it. But the, one of the main reasons that the stories of the messengers and the prophets was revealed to us was so that we can relate to it and learn from it. Tayyib, another guidance or certainty that we can find in the Qur'an one more. Huh? Hereafter teaches us about life and death in the hereafter. How about uh, matters of fiqh? Yeah? Marriage, divorce, dealings, manners. This is all found in the Quran. All of it is found, even your dress code, your dress code is found in the Quran. The Qur'an is a guidance, it's a full package, it's a deal that comes and he has every single answer for you. Not just, not just again, not just uh, religious affairs, even your worldly affairs are found in the Qur'an. How to deal with people, how to take care of contracts, how to write up contracts, how many witnesses you need for a contract, your, your, your financial transactions, whatever is halal and whatever, whatever is haram. So the Qur'an is what? A guidance and a cure. Which gets us to the second one. And I've got five minutes. Let's talk about it very quickly. Shifa. Can someone translate the word shifa? Huh? Loud, loud. Cure? Is it? Okay, I want to ask you something. Is shifa and dawa different? What's the difference between dawa and shifa? Just like direct translation. One's medicine, one's a cure. You know when you have when you're sick, any sickness, whatever it is, and you want to get cured, you go get medicine. But does that medicine have cure in it? A hundred percent? So it's dawa, where you seek the means to get cured. Whereas Allah Azza wa Jal describes the Qur'an as a cure, not as a means for cure. So you take it, you might, you might find cure in it, you might not find cure in it. You, you know, you try your luck. No, the Qur'an is shifa. There is cure in the Qur'an. And very quickly, the Qur'an, as the scholars mentioned, or is cure for three types of illnesses and sicknesses. The first is the cure uh, for doubts and desire. For doubts and desire. The Qur'an guides you to the best way, to the best path, to the path of paradise. The path clear of doubts and desires. And you find that where? In the Qur'an. The second is a cure for physical sicknesses and diseases. And I mean Everything that you think of Of physical sickness and disease Is a cure in it As Ibn Al-Qayyim rahimahullah said He said that, in, uh, uh, that He said for every disease Or for every sickness Is a cure in the Quran 
He who knows it, knows. عَلِمَهَا مَنْ عَلِمَهَا وَجَهِلَهَا مَنْ جَهِلَهَا He who knows this cure, knows it. And he who doesn't know, he doesn't know. In the Qur'an, there's a cure for every single sickness you can think of. Every single, every single disease or sickness that you may be afflicted of, or you may know of, or whatever it is, there's a cure for it in the Qur'an. You just got to know it. Aisha radiyallahu anha narrates to us that when the, when the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam fell sick, he recited over his body the Mu'awwidhat. Who knows them? The Mu'awwidhat. He read on himself those. And when his sickness increased, she would read it on him. She would read it on him as a cure for his sickness. And Aisha herself, when she was sick, uh, the Prophet once walked in on her and she had a lady, a lady tending to her. So he told that lady, Cure her. With the book of Allah Azza wa Jal. Seek her cure in the book of Allah Azza wa Jal. That's two. And number three is the sickness or the spiritual sickness. So we've got doubts, desires, physical sickness. And the third one is what? Spiritual sickness. I, Ayn, Hasad, uh, the black magic, and all that which falls under that category, the Quran is a cure for it. The Qur'an is a cure for it. And there are many ahadith and there are many narrations to prove so. The Prophet Sallallahu he was he once seen the effect of, of the eye on, on a few kids and he ordered that they uh, seek the treatment through the Qur'an. That some yani someone read on them the Qur'an so they can seek treatment. Those are the three. I'm getting the look. I've got to finish something very importantly. All these cures and this guidance only happens with what? With sincerity and belief in Allah Azza wa Belief that this is a guidance. Belief that this is a cure. And sincerity that you find guidance and a cure in it. Not wallah, I want to try it and test it. It works, it works, it doesn't work. It doesn't work, khair inshallah next time. No, the Quran is a guidance. The Quran is a cure. And certainly you'll find a, a guidance and a cure in the Quran. But the problem is where? Is when you... Uh, you abandon and you turn away from the Quran. And this abandoning is of different levels and different types. I'm not going to mention it today. Inshallah, next week, we'll talk about what it means to abandon the Quran. What it means to abandon the Quran and how the abandoning looks. Until then, Barakallah fikum, Subhanakallah, Bihamdik, Ashadu Allah, Ilaha, 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 Astaghfiruka, Wa Atubu, Ilaika.